Hello friends, Kathy here. Today we will be reading Genesis 49 and 50, the end of Genesis. The titles we will be reading about are as follows. Jacob blesses his sons, Jacob's death and burial, God's good purposes, and the death of Joseph. Chapter 49, verse 1. Then Jacob called his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you what shall happen to you in days to come. Assemble and listen, O sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel, your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the firstfruits of my strength, preeminent in dignity and preeminent in power. Unstable as water, you shall not have preeminence, because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it. He went up to my couch. Verse 5. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Weapons of violence are their swords. Let my soul come not into their counsel. O my glory, be not joined to their company. For in their anger they killed men, and in their willfulness they hamstrung oxen. Cursed by their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Verse 8. Judah, your brother shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's son shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down. He crouched as a lion and as a lioness who dares rouse him. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the peoples, binding his foal to the vine, and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He has washed his garments in wine, and his vesture in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth are whiter than milk. Verse 13. Zebulun shall dwell at the shore of the sea. He shall become a haven for ships, and his borders shall be at Sidon. Issachar is a strong donkey, crouching between the sheepfolds. He saw that a resting place was good, and that the land was pleasant. So he bowed his shoulders to bear, and became a servant at forced labor. Verse 16. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent in the way, a viper by the path that bites the horse's heels, so that his rider falls backward. I wait for your salvation, O Lord. Verse 19. Raiders shall raid Gad, but he shall raid at their heels. Asher's food shall be rich, and he shall yield royal delicacies. Naphtali is a doe let loose that bears beautiful fawns. Verse 22. Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a spring. His branches run over the wall. The archers bitterly attacked him, shot at him, and harassed him severely. Yet his bow remained unmoved. His arms were made agile by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Verse 25. By the God of your father, who will help you by the Almighty, who will bless you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that crouches beneath blessings of the breast and of the womb. The blessings of your father are mighty beyond in the blessings of my parents, up to the bounties of the everlasting hills. May they be on the head of Joseph, 
and on the brow of him who was set apart from his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf, in the morning devouring the prey, and at evening dividing the spoil. Verse 28. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel. This is what their father said to them as he blessed them, blessing each with a blessing suitable to him. Then he commanded them and said to them, I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, to the east of Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field from Ephron the Hittite, to possess as a burying place. Verse 31, There they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife, there they buried Isaac and Rebekah his wife, and there I buried Leah. The field and the cave that is in it were bought from the Hittites. When Jacob finished commanding his sons, he drew up his feet into the bed and breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. Chapter 50, verse 1. Then Joseph fell on his father's face and wept over him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were required for it, for that is how many are required for embalming. And the Egyptians wept for him seventy days. Verse 4, And when the days of weeping for him were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found favor in your eyes, please speak in the ears of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, I am about to die. In my tomb that I hewed out for myself in the land of Canaan, there shall you bury me. Now therefore let me please go up and bury my father, then I will return. Verse 6, And Pharaoh answered, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear. So Joseph went up to bury his father. With him went up all the servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his household, and all the elders of the land of Egypt, as well as all the household of Joseph, his brothers, and his father's household. Only their children, their flocks, and their herds were left in the land of Goshen. Verse 9, and there went up with him both chariots and horsemen. It was a very great company. When they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond the Jordan, they lamented there with a very great and grievous lamentation, and he made a mourning for his father seven days. When the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning on the threshing floor of Atad, they said, This is a grievous mourning for the Egyptians. Therefore the place was named Abel Mizraim. It is beyond the Jordan. Verse 12 Thus his sons did for him as he had commanded them. For his sons carried him to the land of Canaan, and buried him in the cave of the field at Machpelah, to the east of Mamre, which Abraham bought with the field from Ephron the Hittite to possess as a burying place. After he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had gone up with him to bury his father. Verse 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph, saying, your father gave us this command before he died. Say to Joseph, Please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin, 
because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Verse 18, his brothers also came down and fell before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear, I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Verse 22, So Joseph remained in Egypt, he in his father's house. Joseph lived 110 years. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation. The children also of Machir, the son of Manasseh, were counted as Joseph's own. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will visit you and bring you up out of this land to the land that he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died, being a hundred and ten years old. They embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Okay, now we're going to go through the final thoughts for the book of Genesis. In each story within Genesis, you see God being a God of second chances. A God who takes people who have messed up and ultimately uses their life for good. I used to be a firm believer in the statement, everything happens for a reason. I'm not anymore. But I do believe that God can and will use everything for a reason, good or bad, as long as you let him. The fact that God gives us the ability to choose to love him also allows for evil to step in and distort our lives. The devil is very real and very interested in pulling you away from God in any way that he can. But the good news is that God wins in the end. Nothing can overpower him so he can use everything that happens to you for his glory. He didn't put you through your partying phase and pill addiction. He didn't put you through the pain of your divorce. What he can do, though, is flip that experience and use it in remarkable ways. God is a good God, a good father. He's so talented. He can take any sort of junk and mold it into something beautiful. So no matter what you've done in the past, God is a God of second chances. You are never too far away from him to let him work into your life and change things for the better. He loves you and truly does care about you. And now, here is the very last question of the whole book of Genesis. How can you apply these truths to your life? And that would be it for the book of Genesis. I will see you tomorrow. Um, we're going to be studying Matthew. Um, I will be going into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then we will come back to Exodus. Thank you for joining us and God bless.